Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hey folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 156 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on February the 20th, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined as always by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Nothing. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Good morning! Good morning, sir. It is a rarity here at Two Men in the Mouse. Actually, rarity, it's the first time ever we are uh, doing a morning recording today. Instead yeah, of our usual Monday night, we're doing Tuesday morning. Although this worked out well, so it does. You know, if it work and if it works out well enough, I think it might have to become a regular thing because this is yeah, I'm, far, I'm okay with that. This was far more convenient than trying to do a Monday night. I know. I don't know why we didn't think of this sooner. Because I've never really worked from home before. Now, probably. Oh, that's true. It was never really an option before, but uh, yeah, so it's an option now, and I, and we love it. So here we are. Um, Ready to, uh, you know, we got to dive right in this week because we have a huge e-ticket attraction that's been voted on by the audience this week. So I really want to get to that. So let's uh, get through. The, not a lot of news this week, <coughs> but, you know, some news and some really big news, actually. So um, let's get ready for the news brought to you this week by our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by shooting him an email over at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. OK, Pete, you ready for this? Yep, where are we starting? Um, no worldwide news this week. Um, okay. there, we are not going broad this week, unfortunately. But we do have some Disney Springs news. Okay. There is a new Disney-themed store now open in Disney Springs. Well, n- I put new in, per- in quotation marks. Uh, it's called the Disney Corner. And essentially it is while half of, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, World of Disney is closed, they have moved the stuff from the closed area over into this new store called the Disney Corner. Okay. So what kind of stuff is it? Right now it's all like women's and girls stuff. But, you know, come like probably halfway through the year when they switch when that side is complete and they switch to the other side, it will likely be, you know, men's and kids and stuff like that. Right. Uh, right. I only ex- there's it's a two-floor store. I only really explored the first floor of it. So I you know I, I wasn't really I didn't really get a good sense of everything that was there but the whole first floor was all like adult women stuff. Okay. Uh so this is you can find the Disney Corner right by the Polite Pig and the Lime Garage. It's like right across from the Polite Pig right next to the Lime Garage. The Polite Pig and Disney Corner border the entrance to the Lime Garage. When you went which garage did you uh park in? We took the bus. Oh, okay. So you did not get to experience. Yeah, we took the boat. Oh, so we you... took a boat. Okay, so you did not get to experience the super awesome Disney Springs parking garages. No, is it great? They're pretty great. I, I have to say, they're very. The the thing I love the most about the Disney Springs parking garages is that it has lights over all of the um the spaces. So when there's okay. an open space, there's a green light on over it, so you can see it from oh, far that's away. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect system. Like sometimes if someone parks a motorcycle in there, it won't pick up that there's something in there and it'll be yeah. green light. And you'll, you know, you see the in front of each of the aisles, there's like a thing that has like a, the number of spaces that are available in that aisle. So if you're seeing one and you turn down the aisle and it's actually not open, it's con- it can be frustrating. But other than that. Now I'm upset I didn't try it. The Orange Garage is the one I go to mostly for movies because one side of it lets out right by the movie theater. The other side lets off by the dining theater, which actually saw I saw Black Panther at the dining theater. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know what? I've never seen a movie for the first time at the dining theater before. It's always like a second or third, um, you know. I I feel like that's risky. Yeah, I thought it was too. But, you know, I went with one of my roommates and we had a really good time and the food was really great. I had an awesome bison burger. Um, it, it was awesome. The I thought it was going to be very disruptive, but it wasn't at all. The, huh. They've got you know. Here's the thing: like when the dining movie theaters first came out a few years back, I feel like that would have been a bad time to go see a Marvel movie for the first time. But they've got it down to a science now. Okay, I've seen a couple movies that way. First time, didn't love it. I mean, I, I can't imagine doing it. But I'm also not really a dining theater guy, so. Yeah, I could see you not liking the stuff that they offer there. It's a lot of cheese. It's a lot of pasta. It's you know. Yeah, stuff like I just that. would rather go get something to eat and then go to a movie than try and combine them into one or, two and a half hour experience. Or go to Blaze Pizza, order yourself the Kev, and carry that right into the movie theater. Will they let you do that? Uh, yeah, because here's the thing at Disney Springs, you don't. They don't know if you're a tourist or if you're a local or whatever. And you just bought a pizza for like fourteen bucks, and you're walking around Disney Springs with it. They don't. They don't know if you have a car to put it back into. Like, they're not telling you to throw out your expensive Disney Springs leftovers when you walk into that movie theater. Wow! So you can go into the movie theater with a full blown pizza. I've done it many, many times. I get I get laughed wow. at by my friends, but I do it all the time. Like I that's awesome. I go, I order the Kev, and I walk right into the theater. Uh, my friend Topher and I did it for Spider Man. We each got a pizza, and he was like, "Are you sure this is okay?" And I was like, "Yep, no, watch this." And like, you know, normally you think you have to hide like food to bring to the movie theater. Like, like I walk in, and I'm holding the pizza like right in front of me. I'm just like, "Look at this pizza! I'm about to bring this to the movie theater. You're not going to do anything about it, Disney Springs." And sure enough, I get in. One Kev to go, please. Exactly. Well, you know what? I here's a little Blaze Pizza tip. I know we talk about Blaze Pizza a lot on the show, but <laughs> I'm just very passionate about it. So Blaze Pizza, when they give you your pizza, it comes on like this flaming hot metal disc of death. Okay. It's it's putridly hot. So you're saying you can't get that to go. No, well, so what I always do is I is I get my pizza, whether I'm eating it there or whether I'm taking it to go, I always get my pizza in a to-go box. Hmm. And yet another Blaze Pizza tip from Kevin. Exactly. We're, we should just, like, two men and a pizza because, like, it's Blaze Pizza tips nonstop every week now. Blaze Pizza tip 58. Always get a to-go box. Indeed. Shaped like a K. <laughs> That would be awesome. You know what? I had the, I had an experience. I went to Blaze Pizza the other day because I always go and, you know, ordered the Kev. And the guy that handed me the pizza, he goes, you're here a lot, aren't you? I recognize you. I'm like, yes. Now let's talk about naming my pizza. And he's just <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't have that power. <laughs> but, so and he, he was just like, and we're going to call your pizza the Charlie. No. <laughs> Charlie Day comes in and orders it. And they're like, oh, my God, we're going to call this the Charlie. Uh, okay, so Little Mismatched uh, it was going to close at, at uh, Disney Springs. It's closing February 25th. This was mostly a store for socks. Uh, no, I, feel like, I mean, how long was that open? It was it, probably since the Springs expansion opened up. A lot of the stores that opened up like when Springs expanded are now closing because p- 
people aren't like tourists aren't coming to this area to shop for high end items, you know, that they could probably buy at home. I mean, locals enjoy it, but what percentage of Disney Springs is local? Are locals? Yeah, I mean, I see that. I think it would be hard to have like a store like that there, but I can't imagine the rent is cheap either. You yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, it must be insane. Nowhere to get on a replacement store or experience. By the way, speaking of Disney Springs, I tried to go do the Star Wars virtual reality experience, and I just wanted to offer okay. a little tip to our listeners so that they don't make the same mistake I did. I was under the impression that you can just walk up and be like, one, one, one Star War, please. And, you know, it doesn't work like that. They were like, oh, well, actually, you have to go online. You have to buy your tickets online and then, you know, come back. So you, you got to go online first. You have to reserve your time and then you come back at your time. Right. And when I went on my phone, there was nothing left for that day. So it's something you have to do, like, super in advance. Right. So, hey, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, now now I know and knowing is half the battle. Um so for all you guys that want to do Star Wars virtual reality, by the way, I have friends that have done it and they've said it's absolutely wonderful. Oh, and I got the um, the Galaxy's Edge pass holder shirt. Oh, it's cool, right? It's great. Oh, my gosh. It's awesome. I made the mistake. I, of, I made the mistake of wearing it to Springs the other day when I was there with a friend and um, we shared a s'mores crepe from Aristocrates okay. and it got covered in marshmallow gunk oh so yeah like i we, by the time we were this s'more by the way it's a disaster when you eat it it's wonderful and it's great and it's delicious but it, i mean like it is a, we tried with forks first and like after the first three minutes you're just kind of like okay well these forks are useless let's just you know jam our faces into it how'd that work out we looked like the citizens of new york at the end of the first ghostbusters movie after the stay puff marshmallow man explodes <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just all covered in marshmallow goo um <clears throat> Okay, so ready to move on into the parks. No resort news, no water park news. We do have some Magic Kingdom news sponsored by Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, the new book by Jeff Barnes, which you can find over at thewisdomofwalt.com. It is a book that lets you apply the um, the teachings of Walt Disney and his dream to build Walt Disney World and how to apply that to your daily life. So again, that's thewisdomofwalt.com. You can get the book. Um, you can read the book for free on Kindle Unlimited, or you can get it uh, in paperback or ebook form on, for Amazon Kindle. Oh, it's Magic Kingdom news. This is a little, this is a rumor. You know how I don't love rumors, but I, I kind of wanted to like, talk about this one to get your take on it. Okay. There are rumors that come May, Talking Mickey is not going to be talking anymore. I've heard that too. Yeah, I don't get it, especially because at Disneyland, they were just testing like a Talking Minnie and a Talking Donald. But I mean, so here's the thing. It's always been a wacky thing, the Talking Mickey. Like, for whatever reason, they've been, like, kind of, like, weird about it. I mean, even, like, when they started doing Talking Mickey. Now, I mean, I feel like they've had it for a couple of years because the kids were small right. when, when we did it the first time. They, I remember me and you talking about it and being like, oh, we're going to get Talking Donald. Like, this is going to be great. Yeah. And, like, nah, that's never happened. They were, they were testing them in Disneyland, though. They, they had Talking Minnie, Mickey, and Donald over Christmas. Well, I don't know. And now we're hearing that like they're going to take it away from the Magic Kingdom. I don't know if this is a budgetary thing, if it's a confusion thing, maybe. Because, I mean, I feel like with Talking Mickey, it's like either all the Mickeys got to talk or none of the Mickeys got to talk. Because, the, you know, you talk to Mickey in Magic Kingdom and then you see him in Epcot and now he's not talking to you. Like, maybe you think you offended him or something the last time. He doesn't want to talk to you anymore. I don't think that's the case. You don't think kids feel like that? Was I the only kid that, no. that, that was I the only kid with, that had anxiety? <laughs> no, 
But I mean, all the characters don't talk, so you know, you know what you're signing up for but when it, you get a but fast is, pass first. But is that confusing to a five year old that this Mickey I, talks I, I and no other characters talk? I can't imagine that's the reason that they would be not doing <laughs> like kids are having a nervous <laughs> breakdown on me. What's real? What's not? <laughs> right. <laughs> like kids are questioning the meaning of Disney life. I don't see it. I don't I don't think so. Is this skin on my face even real? Rip. Like Oh, that went dark. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so no Epcot news, no Animal Kingdom news this week. Uh, we do have some Hollywood Studios news. Star Wars Galactic Knights returns on May 27th and tickets are now on sale. You know what that is, right? That is uh <laughs> It's, a Star Wars after party. It's a Star Wars after party that is going to that that they do every time a Star Wars movie comes out. So essentially, like you okay. go, you see the movie at Disney Springs, and then you go afterwards to Hollywood Studios where there's like a big Star Wars party. So this is going to coincide with the release of Solo, a Star Wars story. By the way, what you think? What you think of that trailer? Um, I think Disney's kind of scheme here to underwhelm you makes sense after the debacle <laughs> yeah. that was Last Jedi. Lot. I'm serious. I, I mean, you've already heard like you know buzz coming out of Disney that they think this movie's going to tank, and I I think everyone's going to see this movie knowing how terrible it is, and is going to be pleasantly surprised by like the action and adventure. Well, so I think that's their idea. When you walk in thinking something is is going to be bad and it ends up being moderate, you're happy. But when you walk right. into some when you walk into something like Last Jedi thinking it's going to be it's going to be like a religious experience that you're going to have here and then you walk out after like the movie was i mean you know you you and i would have different definitions of what it was i would say it was moderately okay you would say it was a steaming trash pile i i liked it more than you think really because you told yeah. me it ruined your christmas a lot of requests it, from it, listeners it by the way for us, did yeah a lot of uh, requests from listeners by the way for us to talk about the last jedi um huh. so i don't know if you want to do that on a future episode now the spoiler window is closed but I mean, my wife probably doesn't want us to do it, but <laughs> why is that? She tired wasn't very really happy with with the mood I was in in the following weeks. She's tired <laughs> of hearing about Jedi. it, but I do feel better about it now. So, oh, well, that's good. I'm glad you feel better yeah. about it. You had time to reflect. Right. Yeah, I saw it again, and I, I feel a little bit better. I did see it again as well, and I honestly, I did, I I liked it the first time I saw it, and I was a little less enthusiastic about it the second time. Really? I see. I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe we evened each other out. Like we we met in the middle. Like I loved it, and you and you hated it, and then like the second time we saw it, we both kind of thought it was okay. So like we like met in the center there. It still has some amazing problems. Oh, it does. It has some tremendously amazing problems. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that in a future episode, maybe. Uh, Toy Story Land has an opening date. This is the big news this week that I wanted to close with. Okay. June the 30th, Toy Story Land will be open at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Wow. So no word yet on if they're doing an annual pass holder preview like they did for Pandora. Um, I would assume they're going to do it either for annual pass or DVC. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes peeled for that to try and get in and do a live stream uh, for the listeners over in the Facebook discussion group uh, when that opens up. Now, are you really excited about Toy Story Land? Not particularly. It's just it's a new thing. So it's like you kind of want to see it. But like there's really not a lot of stuff for like us there right um but that being said 
there's a lot of parents right now that are freaking out because they released the um, the height requirements for some of the rides, like the Slinky Dog Coaster and the Alien uh, Spin has a height requirement of about 38 inches, and people are like really upset that like their toddler can't go on the ride. Right. Like, why can't this? My, why can't my toddler ride a roller coaster on my lap? Like, I, I think you'd know the answer to that. You know, Dave Weicker pointed out on the Facebook group that you know uh, Barnstormer has a height requirement, and um, you know Seven Dwarfs Mine Train has a height requirement. This seems more Seven Dwarfs Mine Train than Barnstormer. I've seen some videos of the Slinky Coaster. Have you seen it? No, is it good? Yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, I mean, it looks like a regular. It looks like an outdoor roller coaster. It's uh, right. one of the one of the only you know like roller coasters that looks like a roller coaster even the barnstormer kind of looks like it's going through barns and stuff like that but um this just kind of looks like a freestanding roller coaster which i kind of dig it, it makes it kind of um you know interesting in my opinion but so here's my thing about the height requirements disney will allow your child in for free under the age of three right as such i don't believe that they are actively creating experiences for individuals that are not being paid for. Well, I don't think you can take up. I don't know if it's that, you know, cut and dry dollar bill. I, I, I just think, I don't know if you can actively take up a lot of, you know, footprint on property for, you know, babies. And that's the thing. Like somebody mentioned on, on our Facebook group that I forget who it was. I'm sorry. But they said, um, you know, Disney is going to... Um, or you know disney's looking in the future and you're going to spend more time being more than 38 inches than you're going to spend being under it right at the end of the day and something that is built for infants is not something that everyone's going to want to go on all the time i mean we love small world we love peter pan things like that that babies can ride but i mean you know this they're building e-ticket attractions in these new places right you have to to compete with all the stuff universal's doing so, I mean, I, 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 I get it. I have no issue with it. But then again, I, I, so as a parent, like, would you have been upset if you went when, like, your kids were, like, really young, like, under 38 inches, and you're like, they can't ride this roller coaster now? Um, no. I mean, I think about, you know, close to me here, Six Flags. Six Flags has a whole section of, like, little, little, little kid rides. And I remember taking yeah. the kids when they were small. And it's awesome. And it's super not crowded because, honestly – the majority of people coming here aren't like exclusively coming here to find a ride for their two and a half year old. Agreed. So I don't think I can't see Disney ever really, especially when Disney does have rides that they can go on. Yeah. I totally. can't imagine, you know, them kind of creating things, especially of the, the size of the slinky coaster, like for little kids. Yeah. It's a lot of real estate to give up. But I guess like the, the, the argument that these parents are making was like, Oh, well, Toy Story is marketed to to young kids and toddlers and and you know you're not giving them anything that they can do. I mean, here's my thing. When I was a toddler, all I wanted to do was look at everything around me. Like it's all visual right. stimuli. Um I mean, I was happy just sitting by the Dumbo ride watching it. I know that's not every toddler, but you know, I mean, I would not I let's say there was a roller coaster for toddlers and somehow my father like had drugged me and got me on it as a 2-year-old because that's what it would have taken. Um, I would not remember that experience today. Right. So, I mean, but then again, you're getting into that territory of like, don't bring your kids before they're four years old because they won't remember it. But, you know, which we've de decried on this show in the past. But um, yeah, yeah, I honestly, I just think that, um, you know, the high requirements are there for safety. And 
I think that they're really trying to focus more on bigger kids and or, or you know, but thirty eight inches is not that tall. No. It, like I know most most of the people on the 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 um discussion group that have three year olds were like, My three year old's forty inches. Like, you know, it's it's fine. So yeah, take that for, Yeah, I will. mean that's the thing. Like they're if your kid is under that height limit, I mean, they're going to grow into it relatively quickly. Exactly. You know? Yeah, totally. Okay, so that is the news this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, real quick, something I forgot with the Galactic Knights. Um, Galactic Knights, uh, the uh, ticket prices are $129 for adults, $124 for kids ages 3 to 9. Annual pass and DVC get 119 for adults and 114 for ages 3 to 9. Again, these after hours events that are maybe like four hours long that you're paying more than a full day's admission for, they bother me, but agreed. Um, you will, they are going to have projections on the tower of star Wars projections on the tower of terror, special photo ops characters that are not normally there, including a Darth Vader and stormtroopers march through the park. Um, exclusive food and beverages and select attractions. Some with a star Wars twist, AKA, you know how little we have now? You're going to pay more to get in just because it's Star Wars themed, and we're going to have even less than we normally do. Right, see, I thought they were going to have them all open because that still counts as select <laughs> still select attra- I mean, all three attractions could be open, yeah. Um, I mean, clear. I, I'm assuming that's like there's not going to be any Disney Junior. There's not going to be any of the Little Mermaid. No. Um, I would assume Muppets would still be open, though. No, nobody cares. I care. Star Tours obviously be open. Um, ga- the um, Launch Bay will probably be open. I'm sure Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster have to be open for this, right? I would have to think so. You, you'd think it would have to be. Like uh, otherwise, they're they're two out of the three. Ro- what about Toy Story Midway Mania? You think? Um. Yeah, it's got. To be. <laughs> so the four rides that are remaining in in Hollywood Studios will probably be open, but the shows probably won't be. Is what was what we're surmising. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from the white, the rest of our um, sponsors and the White Dragon Podcast Network, and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. 
That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I That's did like that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going to. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all you kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Blanker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Blanker. Depends how this name I. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer, folks. Take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. How do you go from dreaming to doing? Walt Disney never stopped dreaming about the future, and neither should you. Learn how you can use Walt Disney's final dream of Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, to see your own dreams come true. In Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, a new book by Jeffrey A. Barnes, you are challenged to transform your life by applying the lessons that Walt Disney, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Epcot teach us. In the follow-up to his best-selling book, The Wisdom of Walt, Barnes takes us on a magical journey through the history of Disney in Florida, beginning with Walt's decision to do a sequel to Disney. Learn how the parks continue to change and thrive today, and how you can too. Beyond the Wisdom of Walt is a story that teaches us how to create a vision for our dreams, cope with change, leave a lasting legacy, and so much more. Whether you love Disney, Disneyland, or Walt Disney World, or just need a little inspiration and insight that Walt Disney had, you will find a whole new world of magical possibilities for your own life within Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. After reading this book, you'll want to start applying a little of that Disney magic to your life right away. Please, folks, check it out over at thewisdomofwalt.com. You can find it also on Amazon.com in Kindle format, hardcover, paperback, or audiobook. Also, listen to it on Kindle Unlimited. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. 
Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Are you ready for a dad's take on Disney? Well, look no further than the Disney Dads Podcast. We dive into so many... Hold up, hold up, Justin. It's not just for Disney dads. We can look at Disney from every perspective and all are welcome. We take a dive into Disney history, Disney attractions, Disney movies, and so much more. You're exactly right, Jason. And everyone can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. On the website, you can find all of our social media. You can also find our SoundCloud channel, where you can leave your browser open and listen to hours of Disney Park sounds and Disney music. Also, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message. Tell us a little bit about your Disney passions, and we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. Justin, hold up. Don't forget they can send us a text at the exact same number. Yeah, definitely. Get a hold of us. Send us a text message. You got something on your mind about Disney? We can't wait to hear about it. From the Disney Dads, we hope you have a magical day, an incredible week, and always keep it Disney. Folks, it's true we all love Disney, and if you don't, well, I don't know why you're listening to this show, but we all have those people in our lives that just don't get it. Uh, They don't get the whole Disney thing. Uh, Whether they're just unenthusiastic about it or they downright loathe the Walt Disney Company, having a Disney sourpuss along on our vacations might spoil the experience or prevent the trip from ever happening. But what about experiences that have nothing to do with Disney? How can you make even the staunchest Disney hater have a great time in the parks and save your Walt Disney World vacation? This week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are counting down the top 10 Walt Disney World attractions for people who hate Disney. And this week, the e-ticket attraction is brought to you by the Disney Dads Podcast for a great family-friendly look at the Walt Disney Parks from the perspective of three dads. So check them out over on iTunes, the Disney Dads Podcast. Okay, so um, we asked the listeners. We were like, hey, we want to do a top 10, but we want you guys to come up with the topics. And we got a number of 
really great topics from them. And then I chose like the top um, couple of suggestions and we um, we chose from there and we are we didn't choose. We let that we let them vote. So this was the one that voted just barely beating out um, the top 10 representations of Walt's vision, which is something I really want to do in the future. So remember that yeah, one. A good one. Yeah, remember that one, Pete. Uh, this, so this one, the top ten attractions of people that hate Disney, came from Eric Matson. So Eric, thank you so much for your recommendation. We are super happy to be bringing your uh, pitch for an e-ticket attraction to Two Men and the Mouse. So we have ten attractions right now. Attractions slash experiences, I would say. They're not all attractions. Um, a lot of them are actually not attractions. They're actually just kind of like things to do. Um, because I think that's a big thing. I feel like a lot of people that are like hating on the whole Walt Disney World experience are probably they don't want to wait in lines they don't want to you know they don't want to do things like that right so um, we want to kind of focus in and zero in on those experiences where they can have a good time and they can make magical memories without having them be like super Disney-fied ready to get into this yep all right so where do you want to start uh, maybe we'll start at the top this time. I think we'll start at number 10, the way we usually Let's do. do. That. That's a good idea. All right, so number 10. Now, this one's number 10 solely because it's just not available yet. But we're, I think Pete brought up the point that we are at the point now where it's so close that you can use this as a pitch to somebody. And that is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the new Star Wars line oh, coming totally. to Hollywood Studios. I mean, Star Wars has got even like Star Wars has not always been associated with Disney. It was only, it's only been a couple of years that Star Wars has been a Disney property. Yeah, even though they've always had, you know, for a long time now, Star Tours. Well, I yeah. think now everyone knows, you know, Star Wars is, is a Disney thing. And Galaxy's Edge is going to be a fully immersive Star Wars experience, coupled with the Star Wars Resort that's going to be connected to it. I mean, I, I can see even a Disney hater, like if you're at least a Star Wars fan, and honestly, I mean, there are Star Wars haters out there too, don't get me wrong, but... If you are a Disney hater but a Star Wars fan, this is a huge pull. Like, I have friends that have, that care not one iota for Disney who are like, oh my gosh, I got to come to Orlando next year because right. the Star Wars land is opening up. I hear that all the time, too. I mean, now listen, if you are going with someone or you want to go with someone who doesn't like Star Wars or Disney, then you got to go to another thing on our list. Exactly. But, but you know, hopefully this will this will help you guys. Um, so things that things to pitch to your Disney hating Star Wars loving um, loved one who, you know, is coming along on this trip for you, with you. There will be two attractions, one of which you are piloting the Millennium Falcon, the other one where you play a pivotal role in a battle between the Resistance and the First Order. There will be a cantina complete with a live DJ being Captain RX-24 live in, you know, parentheses. He's a he's a droid. Um, right. Captain RX-24 from the original Star Tours. Please note, Star Tours is not on this list because we feel like Star Tours is a very Disney ride. Yeah, it's pretty Disney. It is. Like, it's a very Disney-esque ride. I mean, I love it and all. Uh, Plus, it's a lot of... It's very prequel heavy. And I feel like that's also kind of like... (laughs) like, Because you're positive. If that person doesn't really like Disney, they definitely don't like the prequels. There's like a 98% chance they don't like the prequels. Um, Right. Okay, so moving along uh, to one of my all-time favorite things, and I know we talk about it all the time. We are talking about it earlier in the show during the news segment. Uh, that is number nine would be Disney Springs. A, I know it has Disney in the name, but Disney Springs is a truly great experience for people that don't want the full Disney experience, you know? Right. Because with Disney Springs, you can ne- you can go through all of Disney Springs and never see a Disney thing. If you stay like a, Yeah, like if you stay around the... Um, like the West Side area, like over by where the um, the movie theater is, 
or House of Blues or like any of the new areas that they opened up. Like not a lot of that stuff is very Disney themed. It's only when you go into the marketplace and you go to the co-op and you go to World of Disney or Once Upon a Toy or, you know, the Star Wars, the Star Wars store there. But I mean, you know, Star Wars store might be a good thing. You know, the, the, the sad, pathetic little carousel that they have, the horrible little train ride that they have. I, I, I do think those things are out of place. They aren't they? Like, and you pay money for those. It's, it's a little weird. Like that train ride, it's literally just a little tiny circle. And that carousel's got like five horses on it. But if you're under 38 inches, yeah, head no, to Disney perfect. Springs. There you where... go. There's your attraction right there, folks. Maybe you can't go on Toy Story Land, but you can go on that train. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as long as you avoid that marketplace area, you're not really oversaturated with Disney. Like, you don't want to go near the World of Disney store. Of course, you're also uh, missing out on the Ghirardelli there, which, you know, if shame on you if you do that. You can also uh, experience a lot of the live music offerings they have at Disney, up to and including Free Daps, who I was a little too close to for comfort the other day. Oh no! I was meeting a friend. I was meeting my friend Jenna, and I came out of the um, garage over by where the dining theater was, right by World of Coke. World of Coke, by the okay. way, another thing. If your if your person loves Diet Coke like Peter Mandel, then sure. you know you can totally enjoy you know the World of Coke. So I'm standing there, and like I'm right by where Free Daps usually performs, and nothing's happening yet. I'm just kind of waiting for her, and then all of a sudden I see them. Like I see them like come up and like start setting up their stuff, and I I start frantically texting her. I'm like, "You need to get here right now, because I can't be here when they start." <laughs> Were they like, "Hey, look, there's Kevin"? No, no. I'm pretty sure if they knew me, they wouldn't like me, uh, because I had a lot of things to say about them. Um, listen, I mean, I'm I'm sure that they're they're good at what they do to some people it's just not my cup of tea <laughs> right but thankfully my friend got there like right as they were starting and i'm like let's go i was like we have to I was like, we have to run i would like to see them i'm gonna have to look them up i'm sure somebody uh youtube them i'm sure they're on youtube yeah i mean we've we've you know put videos of them up in the uh the discussion group as well because people have like asked what they are um right so but there's other live music as well um there's the guy that plays the guitar and it's wonderful uh, there's a couple of bands that play. There's one. There's an acoustic guitarist there who's wonderful. Uh, a lot, so many of r- the really great musical acts there at Disney Springs is something that I think a lot of people can really enjoy. House of Blues, too. Like House of Blues always has a really cool musical act. There's bowling there. There's a lot of things there for the non-Disney lover to enjoy at Disney Springs. Right, definitely. I mean, we honestly could have like done this whole top ten list just based on things from Disney Springs, but we didn't. It's true. Uh, so... Number eight, we are going to we're taking half of the attractions from one park and we are making it one uh, entry here. That's Hollywood Studios. And it's the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't want to go to Disney and ride Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, right. I like roller coasters. So, I mean, at least this gives them a little, you know, pitch as far as like, well, here's these two rides. <laughs> That are not just, you know, it's a small world. You know, I was talking to a friend at an, at an event the other day, and they said to me, oh, hey, I just went to Hollywood Studios for the first time. And I was like, oh, great. How'd you like it? And they were like, oh, well, I went on Rock and Roller Coaster, and it was awesome. Like, it was, like, the best roller coaster I've ever been on. Like, that was their takeaway, because they're not a Disney person. Right. That was when I realized that, like, oh, wow, Rock and Roller Coaster really can be a draw. I mean, and even if you, if you like rock and roll music, if you like Aerosmith, then there you go. You know, if you like lewd hand gestures, it's no longer the ride for you. But, <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> That's true. If, it's you, not there anymore. if you like Aerosmith, then this is a great ride. Um, 
it, it is like if you look if you like really look at rock and roller coaster and i think people like just because it's it's so dark in there you don't really like get the full scope of it you just kind of experience it it's a right. sick coaster like um i wouldn't know i don't won't go on it but my wife loves it she says it's very smooth it is smooth it, there's a there's just a, there's a lot of inversions it goes zero to 60 in like two seconds it's really really awesome I went on it last year for the first time since I was 18, and I actually really enjoyed myself. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Tower of Terror, of course. You know, if you're a fan of the original Twilight Zone, or if you just like simulated elevator death, then this is the ride for you. Well, it's definitely not a uh, a Disney dark ride. No, definitely not. And you know what? It has a cool story it's got a cool loading area the queue is really awesome the theming is great even if you don't like the twilight zone it, it definitely because I'm, I'm not a huge twilight zone person but, yeah no I've, but i've also never heard somebody be like i gotta go on this because it's twilight Zone. i actually have heard that like i've heard well mostly mostly when disneyland changed the their version to gardens of the galaxy I, the twilight zone fans like came out of the woodwork here in orlando and we're just like don't you dare touch the twilight zone I would be. I was like, "Hey, if this is Guardians of the Galaxy, it'd be much cooler." But you know, people love their Twilight Zone, apparently. Right. Okay, moving along. Uh, number seven. We are going outside the parks for this one. We are going to something you can um, you can do. It's an extra charge, but it's pretty awesome. We've taken a few things and we've kind of like melded them together as just kind of like outside the park adult activities, like golfing, boating fishing, the spas. These are things that can definitely add to someone's more typical grown-up vacation, or as I call them, boring vacations. But I, mean, I agree with you on that. Although, you know, I mean, like you're probably not convincing someone, hey, let's take a you know week-long trip so you can go to the spa, but it's something that you can add like to the itinerary totally. that might convince someone to want to go. Like, hey, well, well, me and and this person or me and the kids go to the parks, uh, you know, in the morning and go like to like Magic Kingdom where like it's super Disney. Go play golf. Right. Like, go have some you time and go play golf. Like, that's one thing that I think would be great for people. Um, or you know, same thing. Like, oh, go to the spa while I take the kids to, you know, go do this this super Disney thing that you won't like. You're you're preserving the experience at that point, right? Uh, all right. So number six, we are almost halfway through this list. Number six, I wanted a nighttime spectacular show in here, but a lot of them are very Disney, Fantasmic, Super Disney. Um, you know, even the Star Wars um, Galactic uh, Celebration is still very Disney. Um, Rivers of Light, I still feel like that's Super Disney, but Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, is an objectively awesome fireworks show. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I mean, it is it is uh, different than the other, you know, very Disneyed up like fireworks. This one's much more about the world. So, I yeah. mean, I kind of understand what you're saying about that. And especially at a time in which the world is like so at each other's throat, like it, it's it's a nice message of just like unity and cooperation, right? Amidst the countries. Like, when's the last time you sat and watched Illuminations? Uh, we saw it when we were on vacation. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did the fast pass for it recently, and it was really great. Like they put you in like a perfect viewing location for it because I feel like you can't really get the full scope of the message of Illuminations unless you're in um, Future World. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, like if I'm in, you know, if I'm in the J Jap in the Japan Pavilion, I can't see all of World Showcase lit up. 
when you're in future right. world you see every you see all of world showcase lit, lighting up you know i never realized like how long that period of time where that globe is mo- like moving into the center because that's a long period of time with no fireworks well, I know because a lot of times we would watch the fireworks from beach clubs from our balcony. Uh-huh. So you watch a bunch of fireworks <laughs> and then nothing for like ten minutes, and then you go inside and sit down, right? And then you come back out a little bit later for more fireworks. Right. It's a while. It's a long period of time with no fireworks, and like I yeah, I that feel like totally is. The LED globe is awesome, and like they show some cool stuff, but like you can't really see it that well. Yeah, and you can't see it from everywhere. Yeah. By the way, use none of these. Uh, if you're trying to pitch this on someone. Yeah, no, maybe don't bring this, this might up. might not be the way. Maybe don't bring this part up. Uh, okay, so number five, we're at the halfway point of our list. We're going over to Epcot for this. And Epcot is a treasure trove of non-Disney-related things. Right. Uh, but we're going with thrill rides of Epcot. We're, we're keeping with that thrill ride theme. And we're going Soarin' and Test Track. Yeah, another good combo. And another combo I think you could use, you know, again, not like a Haunted Mansion or, uh-huh. you know, Mickey-type experience. Yeah, and these attractions frame, um, you know, they, they frame Future World, like you, you, one on each side. And, right. you know, if you if you have the need for speed, this is – Test Track is your go-to. It's the fastest ride in the park. Whereas you look at, um, you know, Soren, and Soren is an experience that – it kind of, it definitely transcends. The only Disney thing in Soren is when he tells that when Patrick tells the guy to put his Mickey ears, uh, these little beauties. Right, right. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine somebody, you know, barring like you get crazy motion sick or something. Yeah. I couldn't imagine somebody going on Soren and being like, yeah, I, I just didn't like that. Absolutely. I mean, I've, right, everyone I've, likes it. I mean, I, not everybody, actually. I, I have to say, I do know some people that don't enjoy Soren. Really? Yeah, my girlfriend's one of them. She does not like Soren. Why not? I don't know. She's kind of the guy I don't really care for Soren. She loved Flight of Passage, but like, you know, Soren not really your thing. Huh, interesting. You know what? Here's the thing with the new Soren. I feel like if you're not in the if you're not in the middle row, then you're kind of missing out on the experience because like when you're on the left, have you ever been on the left or right? I don't believe so. The 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 view, not the view, like the screen, the picture on the screen is a little slanted when you're on the left or the right. Hmm. If you're not right in the middle, it's a little it's because it's like a dome, like a circle now. It's 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 weird. I mean, I've done it four times, twice here and twice in Disneyland. Right. And all the times I've been like in the middle section. Got lucky then. Okay, Uh, moving along to number four, we're going to Disney's Animal Kingdom. And you know what? Whether you like Disney or you don't like Disney, you know, one thing people enjoy a lot animals and learning about them and seeing them and learning about how they die uh that is kilimanjaro (laughs) safaris uh you know you go see our friend wilson and you can enjoy a nice trek through the african savannah um i mean i had a really great safari the other day no you think this is less disney-fied now because it doesn't have little red well yeah no when little red was there you don't take you don't take a disney hater on it because they're rolling their eyes through the whole thing oh they shot big red and you're just like oh let's go you know like no we don't we don't we don't need that at that point we with it being just a, a, a good old safari like that's that's what i really enjoy right and they do have a baby elephant now though that could be little red that's true there's just no tragic backstory for it like you know, like big. Oh no, Big Red lived. Yes. Like I didn't think that. Like, cause like his little red like witnessed his mother getting shot in front of him. You know what that means is going to happen. Right. He's going to become bad elephant. Yeah. 
Right, he's going to go. There'll be pearls all over the place. Exactly. The elephant pearls fall into the ground, and then he's got to go be Bat Elephant and stop the poachers. Like, maybe Wilson would be like his Alfred. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible Alfred. Just a terrible enabling Alfred. Not helpful in any way. No, no, not at all. You know, like, the (laughs) elephants are like, poachers are are a superstitious and cowardly lot. I shall become a bat. So you're already an elephant. Like, you know... (laughs) Uh, I'm just picturing an elephant wearing a Batman cow. There's got to be a picture of an elephant in a Batman cow somewhere. I'm going to find it. Do it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, bat elephants notwithstanding. Well, no, but, but Big Red survived. We, uh, we found Big Red. She's okay. I mean, she was shot, but like she's okay. So, you know, Little Red doesn't have to swear vengeance upon the night. Um, not yet. No, not yet. <clears throat> so, number three. Number three is more of like a generalized thing. Um, so it's not in any specific park or place, but it's in all of them. And that is the bars and restaurants of Walt Disney World. I, I think you brought it up best when we were talking about this. You were like, who doesn't love good food? Yeah, I mean, that's my main pitch when I'm trying to convince non-Disney people is that the you know the food and, and drink is usually so good. It, it's definitely worth going for. I mean, there are some truly amazing restaurants out there in Walt Disney World, and you can absolutely have a full culinary tour of the world just i mean going through uh world showcase or going to disney springs you go to the boathouse you go to paddlefish you go to i went to um enzo's hideaway actually the other day it was wonderful it's a themed uh speakeasy it's like a it's like an old rum runner tunnel that they turned into a um into a restaurant slash bar i didn't okay. i didn't eat there but like i sat at the bar actually uh, a lady came around with a tray offering a free it was like free a no, not free daps. It was like a it was like a cabricol, um or gabagool, whatever you want to call it, um, wrapped around a breadstick, and with some parmesan cheese, like a, and like a little thing of parmesan cheese, which you wouldn't have liked, but you would have liked the ham and the breadstick. Huh? Yeah, it, it was free. Good. They were just like giving it out. I had a couple of really awesome drinks. <laughs> I was there with my friend, and Did, when she brought them over, were you like, "How many of these can I take"? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you put on a disguise and you and you go up to her again. Right. This right. is why you always need to carry a backpack in Disney World because, yeah, you need the essentials like suntan lotion and whatnot, but you also need a variety of, of whimsical disguises in order to get right. more free stuff. The, the glasses <clears throat> and mustache combo. Totally. They don't. They never see it coming. Cast members. Cast members <laughs> have no sense of that kind of thing. Like they fall for it every single time. So please try it. The uh, we kept ordering we kept ordering drinks at the bar and there are no pictures of the drinks. And like, I keep ordering these drinks that are like scotch based. And I, and I think they're going to like be like awesome. And like, you know, into cool tumbler glass. My friend Amanda kept getting like, like tumbler glasses with like really cool, like giant ice cubes in it. And I kept getting these like frilly flowery, like <laughs> girly <laughs> drinks. And we kept taking pictures of, of the drinks because like it was like my drinks all had flowers in them. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, like, I, I was like, this is, like, it was like a, one of them was like, um, one of them actually had like a, like a Scotland name. Like, it was like, it was very Scotch-based. They were good drinks, too. Like, they were really, really good cocktails. Um, but yeah, you have Enzo's Hideaway there. You've got, um, you've got the uh, Indiana Jones theme bar, The Hangar. Um, you've got Tiffin's over in Animal Kingdom, which is great fine dining. Uh y- I would say even like uh, sci-fi dining in Hollywood studios would be a big one. Yeah, I could see that. Totally. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the bars and restaurants of Walt Disney World definitely a big time um, draw for the non Disney loving person. Oh, another really great one to take a non Disney lover to would be um, Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at the Polynesian Village. Yeah, you love that place. Oh, it's one. It's great. I've been there in forever. I gotta go back. Uh, you know, I would. Even, it's not on the list, but I would even say a resort tour because, like, it's really cool to see all the different themed resorts. Yeah, it's possible. Resort hopping is always fun. I really enjoy it. Okay, number two, we're going back to Epcot for this one, and we are going with all of World Showcase. Totally not Disney, and can be educational, but also has a lot of that food and drink we were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, definitely this has got to be a big part of a pitch for somebody. I Absolutely. Mean, you could do a couple days here. At World Showcase? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it depends on how in-depth you want to be. I mean, like, you can find, like, really great, del- especially if you're going if you're going any month other than June or July, there's a festival going on, and you can appreciate the festival as well, whether right. it's going to be Festival of the Arts, whether it's going to be Holidays Around the World, uh, Flower and Garden, or Food and Wine. Those festivals are, are a great drawing point for people that don't enjoy Disney because they're not, like, super-duper Disney. Uh, festival of the Arts, I think, like, most people would have would have objectively enjoyed that. The uh, The Broadway style music that they had going on yes it was mostly disney music but i mean it was really awesomely performed yeah i mean i think anyone kind of has to be able to appreciate that okay so ready for our number one the top thing for people for people that don't love disney we're going over to disney's animal kingdom to pandora the world of avatar we're going to flight of passage yeah i mean flight of passage i think you know not disney at all right i mean there's and, no hidden Mickey, I don't think. And not only that, but like even like in places like World Showcase, where it's not like a, it's not like super Disney, you're still like seeing like hidden Mickey's, and you're still seeing Disney stuff, and you're still like you, you know you you check out at the the credit card machine that says Walt Disney World on it. Like when you're in Pandora, you're in Pandora. You're not yeah. in Walt Disney World anymore. The you know like everything from the manhole covers to the to the garbage cans to the credit card machines all say Alpha Centauri Expeditions on it. I think that's so cool. Yeah, like the cast members don't have Walt Disney World cast member name tags; they have Alpha Centauri Expedition name tags. Right, right. I I went to Satuli Canteen recently again. I really love that place. You know, I loved. I thought that food was the best food I had on my whole trip. It was. It's so good. Those those protein bowls. I mean, fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I asked for extra of the creamy garlic um, dressing last time, and it made the whole experience much better. You know, I heard my friend got, when he went, he said he got the, I believe, steak, and then he couldn't decide on a sauce. So they were like, yeah, we can give you all the sauces if you oh, want. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they did. That's pretty cool, right? Did they give them all on the side, or did they just douse I think them? He, I think he got them on the side. Interesting, yeah. Honestly, they gave me two extra things of sauce on the side, which was really great. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, and again, you know, you can do mobile ordering there as well. So um, you don't have to, like, if you're like, I don't want to wait in long lines. Even though, I got to say, Satuli can like, Pandora, always super packed. Satuli Canteen, never packed. Oh, really? That's interesting. Because when we went, you know, we were there so early and got Pandora done so yeah. fast that we were kind of waiting for it to open. We were kind of starving. Uh-huh. I believe it opens at 1030. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to be here at 1030 and eat. And there were people in there at 1030. Um, but I was concerned that, like, if we waited till like 11, 1130 to be packed. So I'm surprised to hear that. I've never had a long line there. Honestly, every time I've gone there, the line has been less than 10 people. I don't know if maybe I've just gotten lucky or what, but I've never experienced a super long wait there. Interesting. Yeah. 
And you've been there when it's like crazy crowded. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, Pandora was. I went there last Thursday, and Pandora was just insanely packed. So yeah, and but Stuli Canteen was not. Hmm. There you go. Uh, one thing about Pandora, um, if you're going to go into Pandora, because it's always so crowded now, there's a back route to take to go in there. There's like a there's like a a, a back entrance. Um, if you if you bypass the main entrance, which is where everyone's always going to be crowding in and taking pictures with that eggplant, whatever, um, you have to go to um, Africa. Okay. And so as you walk into Africa, as you're walking toward Kilimanjaro Safari, you take that left as if you're going to uh, Journey of the Festival of the Lion King. And as you walk toward Festival of the Lion King, you bear to the left again, you go over a bridge, and that takes you into Pandora in an entrance that nobody knows about. Hmm. Yeah. Is this on the map? It should be on the map. That's cool. Yeah, but people just usually go through the main entrance because it kind of gives you more of that, you know, experience. Right. So that is the list, Peter Mandel, the top 10 Walt Disney World experiences for people that don't like Disney. I think it's a decent list. I do, too. I think we got through. I think we uh, we definitely got through it and plenty of time for you to open up the shop in 15 minutes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, OK, so anything else you want to touch on this week? No, I think we covered a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you to everybody that gave a, that pitched us um information uh, pitched us ideas for the e-ticket attraction today uh we both really appreciated it it was truly awesome to have you guys contribute to the show and thank you to everyone that voted in the poll as well this was a really fun topic and i really want to uh, explore some of the other ones that you guys um you know reached out to us about like uh some of the other ones were like you know the thing about walt's vision <clears throat> uh top 10 character interactions that you've had uh attractions for people who ate disney actually when we did uh the top 10 places to relax the top 10 places to visit outside the parks and the top 10 bathrooms of Walt Disney World, which I was actually really afraid was going to win. Oh, uh, well, I would like to do that one, although I feel like I wouldn't be much help. I kind of tend to go in the same bathrooms every trip. Is yeah, that weird? I know it's not weird at all because I do the same exact thing. Right. Like you have bathrooms that you go to. Right. I mean, like, you know, if I'm in Hollywood Studios. I'm going to Gonzo's Royal Flush. If I'm in Magic Kingdom, I'm going to the uh, the Tangled one. Uh, if, right. I'm, if I'm in Epcot, if I'm in the World Showcase, I'm going to the American Adventure because, I mean, I need the home field advantage. <laughs> right. Right. Like, it's so out of the way. There's not usually a lot of people in there because people don't even know it's over there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And you know what? I don't have a bathroom in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. I've never needed to use a public restroom in Animal Kingdom. What's interesting is in Animal Kingdom, the the restroom doors lock from the inside, and they're like steel reinforced because they're like well, because they're like, what if like a rhino got out? Really? Yeah. No, a friend of mine who uh, works for Animal Kingdom actually told me that. Huh? When are they going to make the rhinos at Animal Kingdom like the rhinos in Black Panther? Oh, like put like um, like, like armor, armor and stuff plating. on them. Oh, that yeah. movie was so good. Can we talk about that for a second? How good that movie was. I'm a little upset. In in California Adventure, you can meet uh, Black Panther, like and his guards. I saw that. So I, cool. That's got to be coming to um to Hollywood Studios. I think they might get rid of the the Baby Groot and um, Star Lord experience for that. Um, did you say Big Groot or Baby Baby Groot? Groot. Oh, see, I want to meet Big Groot, who I believe is in California Adventure also. That's awesome. Yeah, and they have Ray. Did you see that? They have Ray in, in California Adventure? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's she's a Ray of... in Hollywood Studios, but she doesn't really meet. Like, she's just in that like that photo op show where she, they come out and they go, hey, 
you know, take a picture. The hmm. I have heard that a, a couple magical moments I've heard of is that sometimes people that go to meet BB-8 at uh, the Star Wars launch bay, sometimes Ray's in there with him. Wow. Yeah. Could you imagine you walk in there to meet BB-8 and Ray's in there, too? Yeah, we're just like, get out of the way, Ray. We're yeah, here ser- for BB-8. Seriously, we're here for the little ball of adorable awesome. Like, right. Um, oh, speaking of little balls of adorable awesome, I saw the baby hippo the other day. Oh, cool. Yeah, like he's just like this little like like fat ball sitting next to its its river shark mother. That's awesome. Yeah, like I didn't really see it like full on. It wasn't like moving around. It was just kind of laying down next to its its terrifying mother. Um but it was like um you know, I just kind of like saw its like chubby butt. Like it it, it wasn't right. like facing us or anything. It was just this little chunk ball. Uh but it was adorable and awesome and baby hippos are great and I de- you know definitely keep your mind keep your eyes out to see it. A lot of baby animals in Kilimanjaro safaris right now. You got the hippos, you got a bunch of baby giraffes. I mean those those giraffes have been procreating. Uh you got the baby elephant, you've got um I saw hyenas for the first time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um they're they're pretty awesome. They're they're pretty neat. They you know walking around and whatnot. Um were they laughing and stuff? They were not laughing. No. They were uh, they were rather in a rather somber mood, I think. Um, I think they had just watched Breaking Bad season five. You can't really be ah, happy after that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, going through the safari, we had a really, really great safari and a really great driver. And the driver really helps make your safari experience awesome. And again, if you go around five, six o'clock, you're going to have a really great safari experience because it's a time where a lot of the animals are out and a lot of the animals are more active. Um, you know, we had to stop the truck for some wildebeest crossings and, and whatnot, but really, really awesome safari experience. So I hope everybody goes. Oh, that's great. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, uh, I guess without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to, once again to everybody who contributed to this week's episode. Folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, please check him out at his comic book store, Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or head over to RogueComics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, even Aulani out in Hawaii, or Universal Orlando Resort, please check out our good friend and sponsor Dave Weigert of Magical Travel who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by reaching out to him at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Folks, if you are going to Walt Disney World and you want to rent a crib or stroller, check out our friends over at Kingdom Strollers. They will deliver a crib or stroller directly to your Walt Disney World resort. Check them out over at KingdomStrollers.com. And also, if you want to apply the wisdom of Walt to your daily life, check out Jeff Barnes and his new book, Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, which takes a look at Walt Disney's dream of Walt Disney World and how you can apply those dreams to your daily life. Again, check that out at thewisdomofwalt.com, available in paperback, in ebook format, or read for free on Kindle Unlimited. Um, also, folks, check out our friends over at the Disney Dads Podcast, a really great family-friendly way for three dads to just kind of sit around and talk Disney. And, and you know, you can even have your kids send a magical wish that they will they will play aloud on the air if you want to hear your kids uh, via the podcast airwaves. Really great thing that they do over there. Check them out. A wonderful show, the Disney Dads Podcast. Uh, and, folks, uh, thank you so much again for joining us this and every week. Pete, any closing words? I can't wait to do it next week. Can't wait to do it next week. Folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. And we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open.
If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.